Mid-19th century, four different kinds of wood. Is it missing an inlay? No, I thought it was missing an inlay. Perfect condition. How much? 3500 for the pair. You must be joking. No, no joke. Well, they're nice, but they're certainly not that nice. Not a better pair on the East Coast. 2000 You're from Hartford? Yes. Ah. It hardly matters where I'm from. I know these pieces are overpriced. Look on the bottom. They're not signed. Look on the bottom. Are they signed? Look on the bottom. They're signed. Hey, guys, it's Sandra. This is Emily. And I'm Jess. Welcome to today's town meeting. And now... It's time for Sandra Sucky Summaries. Hey, Grandma. Want to see the literal shed I lived in as a child? No? You sure? That's right, folks. Emily's in Stars Hollow. Antiquing, walking in jogging shoes, and making friends. That is, of course, until Rory shows Emily's said potting shed, and suddenly Rory has a room at the Gilmore's. And Lorelai's being yelled at once again. Speaking of Lorelai, Rachel enlists her help, read Luke, and Lorelai delivers in spades. Looks like Rachel's here to stay. Right? In Rory's life, Lane has boy problems. Even when Henry finally calls, he's still kind of in the wrong. But hey, at least someone's calling. We also find out throughout the episode that Lorelai had a huge head as a child. Emily thinks the Backstreet Boys are the Backside Boys. And Luke picked out some quote-unquote frilly curtains. We end the episode with Lorelai, Rory, and Suki looking at the dragonfly. This decrepit inn that kind of looks like a dream. And they start to imagine a future where they can have it. And that was Emily in Wonderland. Let's discuss. Alright, um, I gotta be honest, guys. I didn't pay attention to a single thing in the scene because Rory's little hairband in her, like, the front of her head distracted me so much oh yes a front braid it's a look if it had gone braided all the way down you know like braided down the length of her hair and then tied off at the bottom it wouldn't have been as out of place but yeah or a brown hairband i gotta say i'm kind of offended on lorelei's behalf in this scene. oh yeah me too that like, your mother makes fun of your head size so much that by the time you're, what, seven or ten, you destroy all of your baby pictures? I think she said seven. That's pretty bad. I know, yeah. Like, I know we talk about Emily being harsh, but, like, this is being harsh on a kid. Like, before yeah. Lorelai's attitude. Hey, maybe this is where Lorelai's attitude started. But I do love the four, three, two, one. In some yeah. regards, right? Like, Emily saw the punchline and went for it. Like, she heard <laughs> Lorelai and she was like, yep, this is my moment. Yep. Oh, Emily. She's certainly not winning Mother of the Year anytime soon. Not, uh, this was a hard episode for her. Let's say that. Oh, yeah. Well, she's coming off a pretty rough episode. Like, the third Lorelai yeah. was oh, yeah. not the episode for her. That's not nice to her. I don't know. I think Emily still has some sweet moments in this episode. Yeah, she does. Yes, definitely. There's a couple of moments that I like have specifically pulled out that I'm like, I'm glad Emily is here. I'm glad she is Mm -hmm. saying what she's saying. Guys, I got to tell you something. This is actually one of my favorite all-time episodes. And I know it's a filler episode. I know it's not really like a big episode in terms of things that happen, but just... Emily gets a look into their lives for the first time. Also, Mm -hmm. we see a lot of iconic places for the first time. And, like, it's so... These places are so important to people. I don't know. I just like it. Yeah. 
I mean, it's I kind agree. of a heartwarming episode. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, obviously there's drama, but it's not huge on the drama. And I feel like it's kind of toned down drama just for this one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see, it just, it's, it's an overall, for the most part, I feel like a, a cozy feeling yes. episode. I agree. And my favorite Gilmore Girl episodes are the cozy ones. Or the Jess mm-hmm. ones. You know, either one. <laughs> can we talk um, about the Rachel Lorelai friendship that is, like, fighting so hard in this episode? Because when we get past the theme song, we jump right into, like, Rachel is trying so hard to be friends with Lorelai. She's trying so hard, guys. I I made a comment on that. Or I made a note on that, though, of, like, Rachel sees the relationship between Luke and Lorelai. Like, she sees that there is something there, whether either of them know it or not. Like, she sees it. And instead of being jealous or instead of trying to drive a wedge between them or anything, she just sees, hey, Here's this person important in this guy who I love, really like, I don't know, important yeah. in his life, though. And mm. I'm going to find a way to include her in my life as well. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really cool and really sweet versus other times of, oh, here's this other woman. Now I'm going to be catty. I have a controversial thing, guys. Not really about Rachel. How does Luke get these women? <laughs> Because he puts that notepad in the front of his pants. Come on. That, that's it, Jess. But he's grumpy <laughs> as hell. Yeah? I I just, I love Luke. He's, you know, I love Luke and Lorelai. I'm just. That's why. It's just a question. But, I mean, to get back to my point, I think that Rachel sharing mm-hmm. that picture she took of Luke and Lorelai is a really great example of her, like, trying to build kind of like a friendship between the three of them. Because she presents it proudly. It doesn't feel like a gotcha moment or anything. It's like, hey, I got this great picture of the two of you. And Lorelai is the one who's, like, weirded out by it. And Luke yeah. is weirded oh, out Oh, and Luke it. is super <laughs> weirded out. Um, the whole, like, us. Like, he mm-hmm. can't even imagine a world where uh, Luke and Lorelai would be an us. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of sad. Rachel reminds me a lot of Lorelai, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. In her way, she addresses Oh, you're different people. people. You're completely... No, you're not. No, they're Mm -hmm. literally the same person. Yeah. (laughs) One's a curly redhead. And it's so funny, later on in this episode, when they are out at the Dragonfly, they're both out there in their black leather jackets, and I was just like, who are these these two ladies in their leather jackets and their curls (laughs) looking at the end? They're the same lady. (laughs) They are. They have immediate sarcasm together. Like, they mm-hmm. pick it up incredibly immediately. Witty. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we have, like, um, the bright brilliance that is Rachel. Yeah. And it's followed up very quickly by the return of something awful. Hold on. Before we get to the awful point, I just want to mention this. Luke spills coffee, and it's one of the funniest things. So he did that, and it reminded me very, very much of... A much later episode, right after mm-hmm. they get together, when she trips, like, slides yep. on the table and the inn and, like, nearly falls and makes a complete floor, <laughs> by the way, makes yeah. a complete floor of herself. I just had throwbacks, which I know that's a future episode, but, like, they, the two just reminded me of each other. Yeah. It was very cute. Um, it was. <laughs> but yes, something evil this way comes. And we have no, we have no warning. He's just there. This terrible, terrible little man reappears in our <laughs> lives. We thought we were done with him, but no. 
He's been in Stars Hollow. He hasn't left. He hasn't hasn't left, but what surprised me is Lorelai sees him and just immediately gets exasperated, but she doesn't look surprised that he's there. Yeah. At least I didn't think she did. No, she just, like, covers her face and tries to move on. Right? (laughs) Speaking of which, um, there's, like, a translating scene, which I thought was Mm -hmm. cool, like, just to incorporate um, the fact that she's a manager. I could never do that talk while someone else is talking like she was doing. That was excellent. I could never be the translator. Hmm. Like, listening to one person say something in one language, translate it in your head into another language while still listening to the things they are still saying and continuing to speak the things. Like, that is just way too much for my brain to handle. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, like, whenever, uh, because my grandma only speaks Spanish, whenever I would have to translate for her, right Mm -hmm. it's always like that pause of like am i saying the right word yeah (laughs) i don't know hope so yeah right i hope i'm getting everything across right but who knows um you know who does know apparently this new guy roger who uh works there alongside michelle always nice to get another named employee yeah we'll never see him again no michelle as always looks great but michelle how do you still have a job Truly, Michelle was so, so rude. rude. <laughs> but we haven't got it there. Um, Rune is here. Rune, unfortunately, is here. Um, Suki, I just want to mention, looked so adorable she and pretty does. in the scenes. She does. I know we're going to discuss it, but I love that knitted bandana she has. And I just want to briefly mention, I just started watching Nine Perfect Strangers yes, last night. I wanted to mention it too. And Melissa's She's in it. She's so good. Such a different, such a different character, such a different person, but it's just like, when I see her, it still makes me smile, because I'm like, look at you, look how successful you are, I love that you came up from Gilmore, you know? Listen, there's like a creepy alien, like, Nicole Kidman, doesn't matter, Melissa steals the show. She absolutely does, it feels like it's about her. Yeah. This is, this scene is a really good example of, again... Uh, a way that they're showing the world goes on outside of the Gilmore house because Mm -hmm. Suki and Jackson have been dealing with the rune situation since the rune date. And it's something that's been going on and going on and they've come up with a solution and they're going to give it to Lorelai. And there's just a little bit of a communication error there. (laughs) Suki's so cute with her little like spoon waving. Um, and, and Jackson, Jackson is so cute her. with his jam. He's so excited yes. about this jam. I don't understand how Jackson does not see the the air signals going <laughs> on in the background. I mean, she's waving all mm. over like crazy. Jackson wants to get rid of Rune. Lorelai makes a comment in another episode, I think, trying to get Luke's attention, or Wayne's attention. Hello, landing planes over here. I think this is much, much farther in the, in the series. Yeah. But that's what this reminded me of. Suki's over here, like, dramatically waving her arms, like, no, no, don't, stop. And Jackson's just sweet, oblivious. He's just so focused on Lorelai. He's really very grateful to her. You know, I love me some background stuff. I'm going to save my background stuff for Luke's uh, apartment. Oh, okay. Whatever that's called. Yeah. Um, But I do want to mention the bucket of potatoes. Because it was so funny. It's just a bucket of potatoes in the middle of this thing. It's an inn. People love potatoes. 
And you it's go through a lot of potatoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I'm just Maybe mashed pointing potatoes it out. are on the menu. Oh, God. Yeah. Mashed potatoes would be so good right now. But that's neither here um, nor there. So, I mean, they end up... Lorelai ends up saying she will give Rune a job. Um, yes. And they also bring up him lodging there. And it kind of brings up the potting shed, which we really haven't heard of before this point. It becomes a pretty key element of this episode. Speaking of which, we didn't mention the fact that Rory actually invited Emily to Stars yeah. Hollow. Yes. Yeah, Emily gets to come to Stars Hollow because she wants antiques. And mm-hmm. who do we know that has the best antiques in Connecticut? Mrs. Kim. Well, Mrs. Kim. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Kim at this point. <laughs> there is a Mr. Kim. He does exist. Yep. If you say so. Supposedly. Yeah. But Rune is going to live in the potting shed, which is where uh, Lorelai and Rory lived when Lorelai was a maid. And it's surprising to me how willing Lorelai is to do that, especially after we see how nostalgic it is for Rory when we see her later. Well, Suki kind of gives the guilt trip a little thick. Not that thick, but it's there. Yeah. She does. And as as emotional and sentimental as that potting shed is, Lorelai is also very pragmatic. Yes. And probably understands, like, there's literally no reason not to other yeah. than emotional emotional attachment. I mean, yeah. who knows what that potting shed is even being used for right now. Storage, I'm assuming. Yeah. And I mean, and you're right. She is, a, she is professional. She is super... She's super good at being a manager, so it makes sense that she would oh, put yeah. aside, like, personal attachment for it. But yeah, Rune is now working at the, uh, I was gonna say the dragonfly, but that's no, not no. it at all. <laughs> we do get our first look at it. I have a question for you guys. Do either of you ever just eat jam with a spoon? I mean, I would have tried it. Maybe trying it, but, like, I love, yeah. like, raspberry jam is my favorite thing in the world. Mm. I would not eat just straight raspberry jam. It's just no, too sweet. No, me neither. Like, I understand trying it, but then she just keeps eating it (laughs) until she, like, hands it back. I also can't just eat, like, peanut butter by the spoon. I know people do that. I can't. I need Uh to put on something. Anyway, Emily is in Stars Hollow, and Oh, are you, Emily? Did you you (laughs) travel to Stars Hollow? (laughs) Emily is in Stars Hollow. That's next week. And she wore the wrong shoes. Okay, first off, whose car is this? Have we ever it's seen this car before? We've seen this car before? Because I don't remember it. Have we really seen Emily driving before, though? I don't think so. I, I mean, so. Uh, Mrs. What's-Her-Face was like, women can't drive, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, women can't drive. We're all horrible drivers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, for Sean and I, like, Sean has his car. I have my car. I think I've, we've only seen Richard drive up to this point. So I'm assuming we would have been in his car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Emily, this is only her third time at Lorelai and Rory's house because she was well, the there for the birthday and, and then the when dance. she went over for the dance. Oh, right, right. You're right. Yeah. So this is that only is her third time, time uh, which I think can excuse why she's like shocked at them not having any food in the fridge. I think it's probably a well-known thing that there's no food in the Gilmore Girls fridge. There was nothing in that fridge. There was like, literally not even nothing. leftovers. I didn't even see the tea. So for the birthday party, I can understand there being a bunch of food in the fridge. But when she came over for 
came over for the dance, like that was just a normal. Well, she at least had bananas and toast. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. there wasn't a mention then about no food in the fridge. Yeah, because she was probably in their fridge because she was probably looking yeah. for something to feed Lorelai. Hmm, plot hole. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently there was a leftover burrito in the fridge. Yeah. They just didn't do the groceries this week. I can see that. Maybe oh, you know what? They're still... The they're probably st- avoiding dozies. Oh, yeah. that yeah. could totally be it. Like, Rory's yeah. like, I'm not going to dozies. I yeah. can see Lorelai avoiding it for, like, mm-hmm. companionship. Or... Yeah. And not just because the prop department was like, <laughs> I don't want to put food in the refrigerator. <laughs> Either way, Rory has decided that today is going to be a full-on tour of the town, and they are going to walk... And that means Emily has to change her shoes. And I just love the whole conversation around the shoes. Emily's like, what does she say? She's yeah, I don't want anything that lights or makes up. makes animal noises. Has rhinestones. <laughs> she knows her daughter. Like, Lorelai doesn't want to admit it, but Emily kind of knows what And what's Lorelai funny is likes. that ha- Lorelai doesn't yes. usually go to Emily's with rhinestones or anything of that nature on. So how does Emily even know? I mean, because Emily knows Lorelai. Yeah. Yeah. Whether Lorelai likes it or not. She likes all the same stuff that she likes when she was a teen. I will say I am surprised that Emily and Lorelai would have a close enough shoe size because traditionally I feel like yeah. the taller you are, the larger your feet are. Like, just in general. Kind and Lorelai of, yeah. has a good couple of inches on Emily. The shoes were probably big on her. Yeah, she's way yeah. too big, and she's well. That's what she says, right? That she feels like, she feels like a Clydesdale. Do you guys know what that is? Yes, yeah, right? yeah. Oh well, you're yeah, yeah oh, you're the horse girl. I spent a lot of time with <laughs> the, horses. The Budweiser Clydesdale. Come on, Midwest here. Yeah, no Clydesdale about the beer, beer horses. horses. <laughs> yeah, they pull the Budweiser wagon. But right after uh, Emily and Rory head out is when we actually get. Our first look uh, at first the official fly? because we we saw the the photo. We've heard about ah. it. Yeah, it's a mess. It is, but it's a mess in the way that like mm-hmm. a beautiful old inn is yeah. a mess in a TV yeah. show. <laughs> Very I whimsical. Like, and I know Lorelai has them on her house too, but I love the purple. Is it wisteria? Purple... Yeah, wisteria. Yeah, I looked it up at some point. Very invasive flower, apparently. Yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah. I just they're so pretty. I love those flowers. It's so tastefully grown over. The banister is lightly popped off. The shutters are sitting against the wall. They can wall. still go it's on like, the stairs. It's like somebody came up and I was like, I'm going to lightly <laughs> disarray this building. Exactly. Which, I mean, I still, I love the dragonfly. I love the process of the dragonfly becoming the dragonfly. This is obviously when we get our first taste of it. Um, but this is also that scene that I was like, just two girls in their black leather jackets hanging out. <laughs> mm-hmm. How can you tell me these aren't the same lady? Well, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you there's a difference. Rachel's ready to settle down with Luke. That's what she says. Yeah, she says so. <laughs> so what's what's the time frame here? Because like she says... I think she says they she's been here a couple of weeks. Yeah, right? well, she just developed mm-hmm. a photo. So somewhere right, that she took, and that was the first day. Yeah. So she just developed. I, I think 
it, uh, in a few minutes when Lane and Rory have a conversation, Lane says something about like it's been a Has week. Has it really since the only party. been a week? That's mm-hmm. crazy. So Rachel, yeah. So Rachel came in at like the day of the Founders Day parade, right? Or the yeah, maybe the day before. So, I mean, she, so has she been here a week or weeks? You don't At the know. most, a week and a half. Girl has yeah. been gone for years. For years. Mm-hmm. And a week and a half in, like, yeah, but I want to settle down with my old boyfriend who I haven't talked to in eight years. Yeah, that's And the it's thing. time to get serious. <laughs> like, I, I understand that they did have a relationship before and it seemed like it was pretty serious. And when people do get back with their exes, a lot of the time it does move faster because you already have that history. You don't have to go through all the same steps. But leaving suddenly and then being gone for like five years and then coming back, that's a wild thing to propose. Especially when the other person is clearly like, I don't believe you. Because Luke doesn't buy it. She comes in in the midst of Lorelai and Luke kind of trying to figure out their feelings and that's just all been erased from a week and a half of this yep. woman i mean to be fair she's a great person she's not a bad like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i i love rachel i wish we would have seen her come back I think that would have been good at a specific role in the future uh, other people yeah instead no, of, i agree <laughs> instead of somebody oh else my gosh yeah same because <laughs> it would have made much more sense i guess but then yeah. we would have had this part yeah whole time loop thing but, like, I love Rachel's character, and that's probably because mm-hmm. she's so similar to Lorelai. Mm-hmm. She could have um, realistically played Lorelai. Yeah, it just, it still seems really that fast. Actress. Yep. Yeah. It's just yeah, she. Yeah. Maybe she was runner-up. Oh, she's so good, yeah. Just like, let's get you in here just that. a little bit. I mean, we do know that Amy Maybe, loves yeah. to, like, use actors when she f- meets them and she likes them. Yeah, so Emily's going through this town, and, um... She, we, we go into Kim's Antiques and she's immediately like, this is the storeroom or like, we came in through the back because this is a mess. This is disgusting. Look at the, yeah. oh my God, do you see this? This is so beautiful. It's so funny. But Lane rushing in. This is like one of my favorite scenes of this episode. Me too. Yes. But real quick, I know we're going to talk about fashion, but Lane w- looks like a waitress. She really does. It's I, so I have called her out on her fully buttoned up button ups, but this one is truly buttoned up all the way. Even the little tiny collar button is buttoned. Yeah. Girl needs to relax. <laughs> um, I think Mrs. Kim needs to relax. Well, I, feel yeah. like, I feel like she probably could have come downstairs without it unbuttoned and Mrs. Kim would have just looked at her and so she would have buttoned it. Mm. Yeah. But we have a little bit of boy talk because... Again, things go on outside of the Gilmore house. Lane is still kind of trying to figure out this thing with this new boy who's kind of perfect, but maybe that's too perfect. It's interesting, the concept of, like, that Lane has in her head of, I like him so much, but if other people like him, I'll stop liking him. Well, I think the thing here is that Lane bases a lot of her personality and her self-worth around, like, the secret side of her that her mother does not approve of. Like, that's where she feels the truest to herself. And knowing that her mother would approve of something, and she is fighting internally so hard against her mother's approval, I'm sure that that is very hard to come to terms with. And to, like, to know that her mom... 
think about when Lorelai goes out with guys that her mom likes. Like, mm-hmm. that freaks her out. I was just thinking it's a very strong Lorelai yeah. vibe. Yeah. With that. And it's the same thing with this situation with Lane. Like, that knowledge that her mom would approve makes it feel like it's not the right decision for her. Because she doesn't agree with her mom's decisions. Um, one other thing that Lane mentions is that she wants to change her hair color. Right? Yeah! Which is a little bit <laughs> of foreshadowing <laughs> of a later... I, think I love that two. scene. <laughs> I'm excited to get to yeah. it. Uh, isn't it later? Yes. Or is it two? I think it's, it's season two. It's after Jess. Yeah. It shows oh, up. yeah, because okay. Shane. At least. Oh, that mm-hmm. might even be three. Yeah, because I think season two is pretty solidly Dean and Rory. And I think Jess is season three? Well, he's in season two. End of season Yeah, I think he yeah. shows up in season two. In season oh. two. Yes, with how season two. Yes, yes, yes. We'll get there. We'll get there. We're almost done with one. (laughs) Anyway, Lane being amazing. Yes. And meanwhile, uh, Mrs. Kin comes over and she's like, uh, what did she say? Like 300? No, wait. I'm making up a number. It's like 3,600. That was it. And Emily's like 2,000. And and Mrs. Kim responds with, you're from Hartford. (laughs) Yes, I'm from Hartford. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, that's that extra it's 600 like, I know bucks. You city that's types. what it has to do with it. They have such a good back and forth, such mm. a great energy. It reminds me a little bit of like Lorelai finding kind of an equal in Rachel. You know, Emily has a little mm-hmm. bit of an equal in Mrs. Kim where they just like, they vibe. Mm-hmm. They don't realize they why vibe. Did we, <laughs> why did we not get more of this? Right? Just once a season mm-hmm. like this is such a great little scene of seeing them go back and forth well i thought it was really nice also is that emily likes her right oh and yeah, when yeah. She, like, she's like i love this town i love this the street blah blah i love this i love that i could see emily living in stars hollow she would have to live in a really nice house oh in yeah stars definitely hollow. she would have to be like the richest woman in yeah. stars hollow but like I could see them having, like, a little place there, too, mm-hmm. right? Like, a, a weekend type place. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can see her staying there for a week and, enjoy- and enjoying it. I cannot see Emily living. Oh, she wouldn't. Like, oh, she wouldn't do town meetings or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, not not even that, but just, like, the whole... I can't see her being a, a townie. No. Yeah. Like, going to Luke's and, you know, just having her spots that she goes to every day. Uh, I think she says it in a future episode, actually, that she would kill herself to live this small life. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe this is what I get for jumping seasons. <laughs> um, real quick, Mrs. Kin and Emily, they say it's like the Williams sisters, right? And yes. I really love that. Because it is. It was back and forth, back and forth. They, mm-hmm. I really think that they should have explored mrs kim and emily yes than they did but you know whatever yeah it's fine they would have gotten along great they would have both been like how do you lock your daughter up oh my god i turn the key what do you do i lock the windows (laughs) i take the phone and then we jump back to the inn yes we do for more rune so michelle how does michelle have this job because literally what if rune was a guest yeah, this is like, but here's here's the thing. When we set out to do this podcast, we set out particularly because we wanted to talk about, um, like, issues and stuff. This is, like, such a terrible example of, like, blatant classism Racism. 
And, like, because Michelle looks at this man and he goes, oh, this guy couldn't afford to be here. And he just runs with it. Yes. His job is to welcome people to the inn. Rune takes it the racist way and goes, do you Mm -hmm. know English? Right. So both of them were in the wrong here. Oh, yeah. This whole scene is just terrible. Michelle is technically an employee of the, and he's mm-hmm. supposed to be representative of this place. So him attacking a guest is 100% probably not the best idea. But Rune didn't even talk yet before he got attacked. But as soon as Rune yeah. talked, I was like, well, okay, what the racism. He's Rune. Yeah. Of course he's going <laughs> to say something terrible. Uh-huh. I feel like Lorelai at the very, at the very least should have been like, you're an employee to Michelle. Mm-hmm. Like, go away. Obviously, it's rune. Mm-hmm. You can't be held reliable <laughs> for what you're saying at this point, I guess. But for the first thing to be at, to come out of his mouth to be something like that of go in the back, get yeah. out of here. Mm-hmm. Like this, you are, are not being a good representative of this company of this business right now. But now rune is also an employee, so like you cannot go to people who have an accent or something like that and say, "Do you speak English?" Right, and no. he also says, "Go build us another statue," which it did make me laugh. <laughs> but yes. it's kind of messed up, right? And then, and then Rune finishes this whole encounter up with, "I think I sprained my shoulder. Will you carry my bag for me?" Yeah, yeah. Lorelai at that point should have just been like, "You know what? You're yep. done." But you know what mm-hmm. I thought was really I- funny was um, when Rune's like, "Oh, we dated." And Michelle's just like, you dated this yeah. man? Excuse me? <laughs> and Lorelai's like, it was again? just one night. And he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're confirming. That's the worst possible way that you could respond to that statement. It, it was really just one was. night. Girl. No, no. Your response should have been, it was a blind date for Suki. Yep. Right? And that would have been like, uh, can't fight you for being a good friend. I mean, he would, mm-hmm. but yeah. Maybe he Michelle could. could. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no handyman, but can't pick up a bag. Gosh, what a joke! Great. Done with Rune. Super. Moving on. <laughs> Emily, Emily arrives. Emily <laughs> is impressed, which I'm kind of glad. Yeah, me too. Yeah, she. Well, so they come in, and she has her little, her little scripts with just with Rory before Lorelai shows up. And I, I made a note of this. Like, I love how involved and how interested in Rory's life Emily feels. She's like, oh, you work at the inn? You do this? Mm-hmm. And, like, she feels very invested. Like, she wants to know what Rory does outside of Chilton and outside of Friday Night Okay, yeah. so... Oh, and, I, and I love that little... I think that little this thing. episode is the episode where Rory and Emily become family. Like, they were already family beforehand, Right. This is Rory and Emily's golf right, episode. Exactly. Yeah, it really is. It's this is the one where episode. they connect and where they know they will never be out of each other's lives again. This mm-hmm. is this episode. There's a, a moment from when they're at the antique store that I really loved um, where uh, Rory points out something that's pretty and she says, do you think it's special? Mm-hmm. And Emily says, do yes. you like it? And Rory says, yes. And she's like, then it's something special. special. Yeah. I was like, 
That's, that's a grandma. Such a, that's so sweet. Right? It's such yeah. a sweet thing, and it's very grandma. Mm-hmm. It's very grandma, and it's it's not what we would expect to come out of Emily. Yeah. But it, Rory not brings out that side of her. wholesome, to be honest. It is. And she goes to Teriyaki Joe's, which... Brave, brave Brave, woman. right? Like, that was my first thought, too. I mean, the whole name Teriyaki Joe sounds very questionable. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's like eating shrimp from Alice Pancake World. My favorite teriyaki place has kind of a weird name, too, but it's delicious. And I go, but I go because I know that it's delicious. Yes. I wouldn't just walk into a place called Teriyaki Joe's. Um, <laughs> I mean, Rory would know if it was yeah, that's good or true. not. So that's it true. could have been like a Teriyaki Joe's, what's this? And I'm like, it's really good. Okay, then let's go. Yeah. I really loved when they walked in and Rory's like, hey, Michelle, where's Laurel? And he goes uh, with her with her boyfriend, and Rory's like, "What boyfriend? Small, dark, and wanted in four states." Like, <laughs> yeah, that's such a great line. I mean, he's probably not wrong. <laughs> yeah, Rune is the worst. Rune is the uh, worst. Um, but we have another Emily kind of like meet cute. Yeah, Emily and Michelle, a match made in heaven. These two, right? Uh so, does anyone know what they said? No, I wanted to look it up. Because um, I, 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 oh, okay. I, I actually, I do. I, I do kind of said. know what they said, just like listening, right? Um, without translating. Does she say that she goes to France all the time? Is that what um, she says? I think she says that she goes to France in the spring. Okay, didn't I not just acknowledge earlier this season that they only go every two years? In, in the fall. fall. Yes. Prontop. I think Prontop is spring. And she... Yeah, I think she says spring. I'll have to double check. I know. Bonjour and Je savior. I took French. I'm the expert. Okay, I slowed it I down know, so I can read it better. Um, okay, she says, Emily, Michelle, enchantez-vous, uh, where are you from? Oh, Paris. I love Paris. I think we are going in the spring, or we go in the spring. We, yes, spring in Paris. It's a cliche, but it's true. That's what they say. <laughs> okay. Well, regardless, she says she's going to go in spring. We saw one really good translator, and y'all heard one really bad translator in this episode. <laughs> uh, somebody who actually speaks French is going to be like, Jess is crazy. <laughs> In my head, the Gilmores decide every day whether or not they're going to go to Europe that same day. And most yeah. days they say no, and some days they say yes. <laughs> That's what money does. <laughs> yeah. Man, I would right? I could do that. Uh- <laughs> I think today I'll go to Italy. Let's go see Brown. <laughs> Sometimes I think I'll go to McDonald's and I make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> same. <laughs> um so the tour continues and emily show emily rory shows emily the grounds and um they go past past this like really pretty lake um mm-hmm. until yeah, yeah that's a beautiful it's view. really pretty and then they go to the tool shed which is the not potting shed really a tool shed yeah it's a potting shed she's so excited she really is yeah i'm confused as to why a potting shed has a bathtub. Oh, they definitely well, put it in. To begin with. I mean, it, 
it would make sense for it to have some plumbing, right? So there could be like a sink so that you could fill up yeah. watering cans. So if it's already plumbed, I mean, obviously the plumbing for a bathtub is different than the plumbing for a sink, but like a utility sink, you probably have a pretty big pipe going to that. So all I can imagine is that Mia, Mia made it happen. Yeah. Was this potting shed like this when Lorelai showed mm. up? Or did it show, did Lorelai show up and Mia's like, I will do a quick cheap reno on this potting shed to make it livable for you. I can see Mia. I, totally yeah, I can see that, that happening. Um, and I can see the, honestly, I can see the wallpaper being bought from Williams Hardware. Like, I could, <laughs> back before. Yeah. Um, and because it probably didn't have that wallpaper to begin with as a tool shed. I can see Lorelai buying yeah. that. Just to make it more homey. Yeah. Rory is really excited about this. Rory looks back on this very fondly, Mm -hmm. um, which Mm -hmm. I think really speaks to how good of a mom Lorelai was. Yeah. Because it could have been a situation where they felt very impoverished, where they felt like they were struggling. But Rory looks back on this and she loves to tell the story of the curtain around the bathtub and the sweet little roses on the walls. Supposedly, Rory would have lived there until she was 10 then. If they've only had the house for five or six years. Maybe they rented, though, because I can't imagine them living in the potting shed. Yeah, until... That's that's a big change. Like, ten years old is, is kind of old, I would feel like. Oh, yeah. Um, well, the, they yeah. say it's where they lived when she was a baby. Mm-hmm. So I have to assume that, but she you know, once stuff. Lorelai had... Yeah. Yeah, but I have to assume that Lorelai would have gotten them out of there as soon as she had, like financial means to do so yeah it's really interesting though because they never mention in in between Mm -hmm. like it's always the potting shed or where they're at now and with how sentimental they are about places they have lived in the past it seems in i don't i don't feel like there could be a middle place because it's literally never mentioned yeah yeah but i could see an apartment yeah i mean i could see it both ways i just i I feel like if there had been an apartment or something in the middle, it would have been mentioned. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's also incredibly hard for a grown woman and a 10-year-old to live in. In a one, a room. one room. Yeah. Like literally without one room. Even a, the without bathroom even is like in a it. true bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also, like, Lorelai bought the house that they live in now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she was a maid. She was a teenager. She was a maid. It's like the savings process for buying a house, too. It, maybe it would make sense if they lived in the potting shed because she could be saving all of her income yeah. to go towards a house. But then, yeah, also, I feel like can, this is a weird plot hole that I've never yeah. thought about before. This is strange. Because, like, as someone who lived in a house and then downgraded to an apartment right like a very small apartment it's a Mm -hmm. big change right and now i'm in a bigger apartment but like um that change of like losing space is the same thing of gaining space so like Mm -hmm. rory now having this huge house and to her standard would be huge because this potting shed is one room um her own actual bedroom she doesn't seem that way like, you know what I mean? She doesn't seem like, oh, my God, I have my own bathroom. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She seems like, oh, this, I have my own bathroom. Like, this is how I live. So, like, it kind of seems like she would be 
I would say max seven when they moved out. That would be my pick. Yeah. I don't know. The way that they, <laughs> yeah, the way that they say this is where I, we lived when I was a baby really makes me think there must be some kind of in-between place that they just never yeah. talk about. Because, like, the logistics of living in a one room with no real bathroom for that long. No real privacy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Maybe the in-between was so bad. Just <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I mean, there was in a host apartments out there. Maybe they lived in the inn. Yeah? Maybe. Yeah. Like in, a, in the actual room. I feel like if, if living in the inn was an option, that that would Continued? have been the case from the mm. beginning. Like, why even go into the petit potting shed? Yeah, that's true. Maybe they lived in, in the apartment over Luke Steiner. Guys, architecture is our kryptonite. <laughs> I would assume that Lorelai <laughs> probably wanted to get them into a place outside of the potting shed by the time that Rory started school. Yeah. I could see that being, yeah, like, that a goal. Sense. You know? Like, She's I just want to have something solid for her by that point. You still yeah. consider a five-year-old yeah. a baby. Look at the baby. I mean, yeah, yeah kind of. There's <laughs> still bit. so little. Yeah. So, yeah, Emily's reaction to, like, Rory is still so excited and look at this and this is where we did this and this is where we did that and Emily is just blank. Yeah. Emily looks like, like she got shot. Yeah. Like yeah. she is shocked by this and her immediate reaction is terror. Well, can you yes. imagine? I feel so bad for her at this yeah. point. Like finding out that your teenage kid lived in a room with a bat, like a prison, prison cell. Yeah. 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 Rather than in the big, beautiful house that you yeah. had for them. With the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yikes. I feel for Emily in this yeah. episode. I feel like she... I don't want to say she hides it very well, but Rory's a little, little oblivious <laughs> as to what's going yeah. on. Rory doesn't get it. This is a little uh, too big for her right now. Yeah. I agree. It is. Yeah. And she explains it. Like, you know. I just, I thought you could see how pretty it was in the lake and the swans. It's, oh, honey, the sweet baby child. It looks romantic yeah. to a kid's eyes, but to an adult, you realize, mm-hmm. yeah. yikes, that was a tough situation. Yeah. And I, I agree. I feel for Emily in this episode. Um, I don't think that she handles it well when she eventually mm-hmm. gets her chance to talk to Lorelai, as we are kind of used to her doing. Um, but the the moment when Rory's like, "Are you sick? Was it the teriyaki?" I'm like, "Don't, don't do Joe dirty like that. Come on, he makes a good teriyaki." Why is every food man besides Luke named Joe? I'm saying, is this oh. the same Joe as the pizza guy Joe? Do they get the pizza at not. teriyaki Joe's? I hope so. Yeah, do we know of pizza place? I, I don't think the pizza place has ever yeah, been named. I only oh remember gosh. one other time when they get pizza and it's with Jess and Rory. So we're, we're going to have to pay attention. No, there is a very legitimate pizza place at Lorelai's birthday when they do the, the gi- giant pizza. Oh, yeah, the giant yeah. pizza. And I think Joe does work there. <gasps> or at least the guy who plays Every man Joe. but Luke is named Joe. Confirmed. Stars Hollow has or a Al. bunch of Joes. <laughs> oh, and now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to start naming male characters <laughs> in the show. Um, uh. So, Rune, whatever. Rune comes. He's creepy. Um, we 
finally get to see inside of Luke's apartment. Yes. So I'm going to start out with background stuff just so that we don't talk about the scene with that. Um, first off, it's called William's Hardware and I never really connected it is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have an apostrophe. It's not William's Hardware. It's William's. So it almost oh. seems like a last name, but Luke's mm-hmm. last name yeah. is Dings. Dings. Mm-hmm. But so is his father named William? Luke was adopted. <laughs> Maybe his father's just named Williams with an no. S. I'm gonna go with his father doesn't understand grammar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We yeah. have to think about how old that would man, or like where that man would have fallen in history, like to be Luke's father. Yeah. Yeah. Grammar not not as great back then. Okay. Well, okay. So here's the first observation: Luke loves his pictures. And I don't know if this is Rachel inspired, but there are so many pictures in this guy's apartment and they're all of fish. All of them. Huh. Except for one that's a diagram of, of a pig and like the parts of a pig. Um, okay, so that's on the wall in the kitchen. Yes, he also He's has got a fish above his a, bed. Yep. Another fish above his bed. There's also old timey pictures. Bass. There's old timey pictures in black and white. Um... There are, um, there's a picture of this, like, old white man with, like, a, a big white beard that kind of looks like Karl Marx, but I don't know if it is, actually is. <laughs> don't I mean, cl- he's not this, a communist. I don't know. This time, one. It could be. <laughs> it could be. Um, I am convinced this is how Luke's dad decorated maybe. this area, and none of this is Luke's. I mean, he does love fish. He has two sets of bongo drums on his shelves. On his bed, he has his drawers behind him. So if he wanted to open a drawer, he would have to move his pillows. Speaking of his pillows. But let's also mention. He has a bed rest pillow, which is super cute. And I think it's Rachel's. But yes, continue. He also has like a queen or a full size yes. bed. It is not it a is twin. It is not a twin. And in the it future, Orlai specifically mentioned. So, so Luke at some point goes out and buys a twin bed to replace his full bed. I think by the time Jess comes, it's a twin bed. Yes. It is. Because I remember, yeah, Lorelai, like, giving him crap for living. What he does have is a pillow with fishes on it. This man is dedicated to the fish. He loves fish. Yes. He does love his shape. Um, but yeah, those are the background things. Those are the things found. Also, here's my question for you. Are those curtains frilly? No, I mean they're floral. Yeah, right? but like frilly to me is I have lacy. A too, like Luke's Luke's mom could have easily put those up when this was still his dad's yeah. apartment or his dad's office. Yeah. Also, you don't it's have like, to be ashamed I, of having curtains up because you're a man. That's the yeah, stupidest thing I've ever heard. Basic household need. Oh. Flowery curtains are not manly. Hey, flowers say a lot of things. It would be one thing for, like, the girls to, like, kind of make fun of it, you know, on their own. But when Lorelai says something to him, he immediately lies about it. Like, yeah, that just, it's weird. Maybe Anna picked those ones out. Oh, Anna. No. I wish you didn't exist. We're not going to talk about (laughs) Anna yet. We don't have to. I do want to ask. There is a picture on top of the safe in in the apartment. 
and I, for the life of me, cannot figure out what this. A lot of them, is. I could not figure it out. Like I saw mostly fish, but there were a lot of old timey weird ones. Like I think this one is. It's colored. It looks like maybe two fish hugging each other while standing up outside of the water. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> My you know, favorite that, type that of photo. Kind of photo. <laughs> two fish hugging each other standing up outside of the water. <laughs> I, I, just, I want to know what is this picture. Also my favorite sex act, you know. <laughs> Um, okay, back to the plot. <laughs> baseball! I think it's baseball. Oh, that would make sense. There was a mitt. I don't see baseball. There was a it's mitt two guys somewhere. in baseball uniforms. One of them doesn't have a head. <laughs> well, it's not cropped very well. Is it possible? <laughs> oh, no, there's just an empty space where his head would be. <laughs> he blends in with the background. Or it's still too fish. <laughs> We're gonna post Sorry, this, listeners. We're going to post this picture up on Instagram. We'll figure out. You guys tell us what it is. We've all had a long week. <laughs> we need some stress relief, and apparently it's from this picture alone. Uh, well, anyway, big point of this scene, beyond photographs and frilly, I use air quotes, curtains, is... Rachel essentially says, Lorelai, I need you to talk my boyfriend into staying with me. My boyfriend? Like, it's a really wild thing to request, and she does it very openly. And again, I want to say, no Rachel hate here. I think Rachel is a great person. I like her as a character. Mm -hmm. She's acted well. She's gorgeous. It's just a weird situation. I'm going to throw out a controversial thought again. This was a manipulative scene. She starts out saying how um, it's not going to work because Luke doesn't trust her and Mm -hmm. how um, she doesn't even know she's going to say goodbye to Luke. Right. So Lorelai now Mm -hmm. has that pressure Mm -hmm. of if I don't say something here, she's going to leave. Yeah, that's a choice, you know, like for her to make because Lorelai could have chose differently here. Yeah. I'm just, I'm curious as to if it was an intentional no, manipulation, I don't I think guess. so. Like I said, I like Rachel a lot. I don't think she's an evil character. Yeah. Not that, you know, whatever. Um, like Emily, would. this would be a manipulative tactic for Emily, but I don't think this yes, was a tactic. Yes, 100%. It just came off that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is Miss Patty really out to get Rachel? No, Miss Patty is out to create gossip. <laughs> yeah. She finds gossip and she she like lives for it, but she does she's not out to get people. No. No, this is the exa- this is the exact same conversation when Luke and Lorelai first get together and Lorelai goes downstairs in just the shirt. Well, you know, maybe no maybe nobody knows. Maybe nobody will say anything. Babette, Miss Patty? Yeah. Like Lorelai's exact words. Babette, Miss Patty. Yeah. Like they, the they like their gossip. The town, and they have to one-up Eastside Tilly. <laughs> we, don't, we don't even know about her yet, right? No. She doesn't exist don't. yet. We know she's there. I think she's mentioned in like two or three episodes. We never even see her. Um. So Luke comes upstairs with his bag of money. And as a former um, movie theater employee, 
that had to carry those bags of money upstairs to the safe. It like the triggered memories. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I remember doing that. Lorelai is in his space. And like, mm-hmm. and he is not. No, he's really not. And she kind of teases him about it, which I think, so I think there's, like, a discussion that could be had, I don't think we have time for it, of, like, is Rachel really in a place where she can invite people into Luke's space? Like, I know that they're together, but they're kind of obviously shaky. Um, And then Lorelai really pushes him about him being uncomfortable, which is kind of a Lorelai-ism, right, to, like, push people to get the answers out of them. Um. But yeah, and he's honest with her that, like, no, I don't really like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's fair. I don't know. I think in Rachel's mind, in Rachel's mind, yes, she is at the point where she could invite anybody she wants because she lives here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's ready to get serious. And I'm not trying to make fun of Rachel by any means. That was not the thing I was intending to go for. Um, But she does think, Rachel just feels like this relationship is a lot farther along than it feels like it should be, mm-hmm. even with the history. So it makes sense that she would invite Lorelai up. It also totally makes sense that Luke would come in and be like, why are yeah. you here? What is going on? I love that Luke lives in his dad's office. I mean, it's so, like, right? niche. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's a fun little bit of character that he's this guy who's, like, not really sentimental or overly emotional, but at the same time, he hasn't changed anything from his father. Yeah. Like, you can still see the rain sprays in the background, like, he still has background stuff. So, yeah, Luke and Lorelai kind of have a tension going on. It's not necessarily a good tension, but it's not a bad one either. It's just kind of an awkward one. It's an awkward yeah. Well, also, yeah. how awkward for Lorelai to have just had the conversation she had with Rachel, and then yeah. to have Luke yeah. and have it be like, oh, gosh, do I- I know something do, real do personable something? about you. That's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but they get to deal with that later. We go over yeah. to the teenagers. Girl time. Yeah. Well, it's more like study time, because these girls are always studying. And Lane so looks so cute. Going from waitress to, like, actual kid is such a good vibe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll talk about it again in fashion, but, like, I love Rory's French braid. Yeah. I love a good French braid. It just changes her whole demeanor. It changes. Mm -hmm. She's got Mm -hmm. such a great face. Um, But, yeah, so they're girl talk. Um, Henry. She gets gets a phone call from Henry. She gets a message. Yes. Gosh. Remember when voicemails weren't just, like, spam in other languages because that's what my voicemails all are now my voicemails are always like give us your social maybe yeah. like no and my voicemails are your student loan is eligible to be oh, mm. but we essentially go into a little bit more detail of lane being like he's the perfect boy and i it's can't ruined. deal with it yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is fair like that's the way that my brain works like i spin i spiral Oh, yeah, I get yeah. one little thought, and then all of a sudden I'm, like, four years in the future, and look at what I did. It's like, no, I haven't even done it yet. And when I was a teenager, it felt like every time someone didn't immediately call you back or immediately text you, it was probably, was it then, I am you back, I guess. Um, it yeah. would be like, they hate you. 
oh, he suddenly hates me. Yeah. Well, there is something that was just soul-crushing about that big, white MSN messenger with just one one line. Mm -hmm. You say, hey, and then it's just this big, glowing, white space that's waiting to be filled, and there's nothing. It It was bad. It's almost as soul-crushing as the K that you can do now. Yeah, K. Poor Lane, though. I feel for her in in this time. Because just when you're a teenager and you're just overanalyzing everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first four times she listens to the message. She likes it, yeah. It's fun. It's Henry. Yeah. It's hey. And then she starts parsing it. Great word, by the way. Hey, Lane. Yeah. I was into it. Um, hey, Lane. That's what you said to your bowling partner. Are you going bowling? No. No. <laughs> Just moves on, doesn't even acknowledge that comment. Yeah. Well, and girl time is broken up by a That's phone call. Fine, yeah. And I so loved it when Lane just curls up next to Roy. Like, they mm-hmm. just curl up yeah. and, like, she's to listen or overhear or whatever she's doing. It's yeah. so wholesome. I really loved it. And Emily has some things she wants to know. Yes. She wants to know, what is your favorite color? Mm-hmm. She wants to know, what are your favorite flowers? And she wants to know a very important question about musical groups. So I actually posed this question on Instagram as well. And the question obviously is, who is your favorite or who is the best or who would you choose out of NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, or 98 Degrees? Well, and the best thing about it is that Emily originally poses it as NSYNC or 98 Degrees. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she gives option number three, which is the backside, backside voice. Backside voice. <laughs> Love me the backside voice. They all have voice. great backsides. Oh, man. So um, I want to, before we look at the results of the poll, I wanted to ask you guys, 98 Degrees, in sync, Backstreet Boys, or what kind of sick joke is this? Which is what Lane says. Well, I think I've already gotten some flack on the pod for liking slash knowing of 98 Degrees, but they definitely weren't my favorite. I was an NSYNC girl. How about you, Emily? Hard Stance, Backstreet Boys. Ooh. Backside Boys. <laughs> we have I specifically remember in fourth grade when NSYNC was first getting famous. It was in like Bye Bye Bye. Mm-hmm. It just came mm-hmm. out. Or, yeah. Yeah. And um, I was talking to my friend and she's like, do you like them? I was like, no, they're just posers. They're totally copying the Backstreet Boys, <laughs> and I will take that thought to my grave. I hold it. I hold it then. I hold it now. I respect our differences. What about you, Sandra? <laughs> Guys, I didn't like boy bands. I was not into well, them. I really says the girl really, who saw the Joe Bros. Really liked the Spice Girls for a very <laughs> long time. Oh yeah, I was yeah. all about the Spice Girls first concert. <laughs> there was this other band called Play. I don't know if either. Yes. Yes. <gasps> oh my I god! I was a huge play them. fan. Um, and then yeah, I was the Jonas Brothers fan. But whatever. When it was them, but if I had to choose, I would also go with Rory and pick Insync. I would pick Justin. But the way that Emily poses these, we don't know what it's being used for. We She's don't. just getting to know Rory some more. But real quick, I want to give the results of the poll. So yes. our oh, yeah. listeners. I posed the question to the listeners, and uh, most of them agreed, what kind of sick joke is this? Which would have been technically my answer. Um, but the winner is actually the Backstreet Boys. Uh, 
with Insane yeah. coming in second closely, and then 98 Degrees just down in dumps, unfortunately. Shout out to the to the few 98 Degrees people, because, I mean, they were pretty good. They had a good I sound. I don't remember I anything degrees. about them other than Nick Lachey, honestly. That's all I remember. He's very talented. Not Is a he? great person. Very talented. <laughs> uh, I'm throwing some Nick Lachey shade here. I do not think... <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I I haven't listened. He could be very talented. I have no. I have no. He's got a good opinion. voice. Yeah. Doesn't he start? Is he an actor? He now? was in an episode of One Tree Hill, and that kind of weirded me out. Back when I saw. I it. think he hosts stuff. I have no idea. Huh. Anyway, I did read Jessica's memoir. So. Simpson. Right. Yeah. They we're married. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember now. Yeah. Um. So I want to say about Emily's mm-hmm. questions, though. I wish she would have left them more open-ended. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she asked the flower, what do you prefer, lilies or sunflowers? What band do you prefer? These lists. And so I'm like, why don't you just say, hey, what's your favorite flower? And then let Rory answer Actually, the question. Hey, what's your with the flower band? one, it was uh, roses or lily, and Rory said sunglasses. Su- sunglasses. He said sunflowers. <laughs> <laughs> sunglasses flower. Sunglasses are my favorite flower. <laughs> but yeah. I think Emily would have been, obviously, Rory's not afraid to give her the real answer with the flower question, but I feel like Rory, or Emily would have gotten more information if she would have just truly left it open-ended. Hey, what's your favorite right? What's your favorite flower? What's your favorite color? You know, next, she Next episode, we get a PJ Harvey reference. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, is it next ep- It might be the episode afterwards, but, like, even that, like, getting a post of her or something, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> Instead, she gets Nick Lachey shirtless. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there's a poster of yeah. Justin oh, in yeah. that bedroom. There's one, a poster for each of them. Yeah, yeah. She picked all of them. Yeah. 98 degrees is above the bed. Yes, it is. I think Justin <laughs> was to the right. <laughs> but we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't gotten there yet. First, we have a couple of very awkward scenes where Lorelai feels very out of place behind the counter of Luke's diner. Yeah. And then in presumably the back storeroom mm-hmm. where Luke is unloading an obscene amount of pickles. So many pickles. And like, I have a question. Does Lorelai make a Lion King reference? Right. When she's That's what I put counter? too. All of this is yours to that, you know, that the eye can see. And my favorite, so, and my favorite part is that he says, I'm thinking of conquering the flower shop next door. And then he does. Yes. <laughs> or, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the future. Um, but yeah, Jess, yeah. you're totally right. This is an absolutely insane oh, yeah. amount of pickles in these boxes. There's so many tomato sauce cans. It's ridiculous. And like, I understand that he is a busy diner owner. And like, let's give it the benefit of the doubt and say that every time somebody orders a sandwich, they get either a full pickle or a pickle spear. Like, that wouldn't be yeah. weird. I would, a pickle spear mm-hmm. would totally make sense. You know, that's that's a lot of pickles. But the reason that I pointed it out is just because Luke starts on one side of the room unpacking pickles. And then... Runs out of space. He runs out of space, moves to the other side of the room, and starts unpacking more pickles. Maybe like, they fry this pickles is a terrible or something. organizational system. Yeah, maybe Don't dill versus Suki back sweet, but... I don't know. There were a lot of Do pickles. Not let there. No. no. And don't worry, guys. Tomatoes is still spelt wrong on Perfect. the on the blackboard. There's mm-hmm. also two other blackboards that have now appeared. One is a pie or dessert special. 
Um, Good. And assorted yeah. cakes. Uh, lemon meringue. Who was who, making this Fancy. lemon meringue pie? Um, well, we know. It's probably the bakery. Yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't read what the other blackboard was, but I just thought it was really funny that he has them everywhere. He likes this organization. That's cute. Yeah. Except in the storage office, actually. <laughs> but this is like, this is just an uncomfortable <laughs> scene because so many Lorelai's been put in this <laughs> Lorelai's been put in this place where she feels like she needs to yeah, you know, jump into this relationship and like, tell him to Say stay that? with Rachel. Which is just weird. And there is a moment, yeah. a very poignant moment where she's like, unless you have something else happening, and he Right. Just mm-hmm. straight up looks at her and goes, Like, no. is she trying to get him to admit to feelings for her? That's how it feels. Like, I really don't know. And the way he said no was also like, no, you're right. There's nothing else. Not even like, no, I'm hurting your yeah. feelings or no, I don't have feelings. No, you're right. You're right. I should just get with Rachel. It's very, it's very off for me because I feel like when we left it off, it felt like more like. Well, I might have these feelings for Luke, but she's not prepared mm-hmm. for them. She's not ready for them yet. She's not ready to acknowledge them. Whereas in this conversation, it feels like she is. Which is funny, because you guys remember? She's back together with Max right now. With Max? Yeah. Okay. That would, I mean, that would, like, inform why she feels like she can have this conversation with Luke. And she can push him. Because she's not trying to... Get well, with him? She's not technically trying to get with him. I don't know. I feel like she's still alluding to, unless there's another reason, hit, hit, me. Yeah. Is kind of what she's trying to do there. Yeah. While she's with Max. Also, she looked really pretty in that scene. It just felt off. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, it's just like, it's awkward. There's tension. Luke is like, why are you on her side? Why are you taking her side? Lorelai's like, I'm not taking sides. But she kind of is taking sides. And she's siding yeah, with the stranger. Side. That because, she just met. Honestly, at this point, Rachel is still a stranger. Like a week and a half ago. Yeah. yeah. But Lorelai feels com- some camaraderie with her since they're, you know. The same person. Long yeah. Time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so the next scene, we are at the Black, White, and Red Theater. Um, mm-hmm. And they're watching Queen of Outer Space with Zsa Zsa Gabor. And... <laughs> I think we're finally getting Kirk. Kirk is... Right? I know. I was <laughs> like, this is some Kirk-ass Kirk. <laughs> this this might... I can't decide if this is my first or my second favorite scene. Because Emily and Mrs. Kim, obviously, but like, the scene and that one are like right there together. It's so funny. He plays... He's he's a really good comedian. Like, he, he does it really well. Yes. I think he's... There's still a little bit of Kirk that is not there yet. Mm-hmm. When you look at his yeah. facial expressions... I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound rude, but it's just, think about it. Mm -hmm. He looks like he's still a little bit too with it. He's a little bit too... I get what you mean. Right? You know, there's, like, a level of Kirk that is just, like, things going over his head. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in the future, we don't really ever see Kirk, like, truly annoyed or or confrontational about... Except for the time he won the the trophy. And, like, he can't let that go. But that's a very specific mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Yeah. It is. This is just, like, he's sitting behind them, and he just looks thoroughly mm-hmm. annoyed yeah. that they are talking. Mm-hmm. And that that part does not feel like her. 
but the phone, the annoyance, the <laughs> phone ring, and the running—that is Kirk. Not that is what we're here for. Yes. Like he's just yep. putting it to his freaking face and not even. He can't again. figure out how to answer. So good, I loved it. Dang it! Um, but yeah, Rory and Lorelai are there, and um, Luke and Rachel walk in, and they're very romantic. All lovey. Yeah, it's PDA heavy. Which feels off for Luke. Yes. Can I just point out, in this theater, Luke got the worst chair. <laughs> the worst. Literally like, he has his row. arm up around Rachel. Yeah. On, and she's got, like, a tall back chair. So his arm is, like, up on that. His chair doesn't even hit his lower middle back. His chair is so low. Can you imagine sitting in that for an entire movie? And so, he's, like, a tall, in big man. Front row miserable yeah Three feet away from the screen uh-uh. <laughs> i'm surprised he's it not blocking like the projector um well maybe the projector's on the scene <laughs> maybe but he is blocking the people at the oh yeah definitely him. he's tall he is a tall, tall. man um yeah. the little head nod it kind of felt like goodbye like this is Ooh. done now i don't know if I don't know if it felt so much to me like a goodbye versus like an okay, I'm in. Like on <laughs> nice, his race. But is he there. all in? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's all in. Are you sure? I don't think so. No. I didn't say all. I yeah, said exactly. in. <laughs> Let's get away from this. Um, well, we can run right out the door and into the Gilmore Senior home. Where the coat rack is nowhere to be found. Coat rack well, as it has been be. disappeared. That coat rack is atrocious. Now we're back to like we know the, where it is. It's in the, in the, the basement storage. Um, but yeah, we go to the Friday night dinner, and and Emily's um, really excited. Do either of you want that bedroom? Well, um, <laughs> the bed maybe. It's not my taste. I would. That's probably a very right. comfortable bed. That's probably an expensive bed. Like now, as an adult, you don't realize how expensive beds are. <laughs> Until you oh, have to yeah. buy one, and oh, it's like a thousand dollars, and you're like, "Oh Christ, um, that's probably a really good bet." Yeah, but everything else, um, the sunflowers were pretty. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a nice idea. Yeah. I think that if your grandparents had a house big enough for you to have your own room, I don't think that's a crazy idea. No, and especially I, if you spend time with them, it's so sweet. Because now Rory knows she has another place to go. She belongs to somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. That's important. The intention, the intention behind it, I think, was good. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that it came from a, some of the intentions behind yes. it. Well, well, I mean, it's the I intentions think towards Rory. Seeing, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'd say 90% of the intentions yeah. are good. Yeah. 10% directed towards Lorelai. Vengeful. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're they have a fight right there in this beautiful room (laughs) full of sunflowers and boy bands. And creepy nutcrackerish elf boys. I put the picture up in Discord. I'm gonna put this up in Instagram. (laughs) It's so creepy. Like who wants that? We'll put um the elf boy and the hugging fish in one post so that you can enjoy both of them at your leisure. Um but like there's a moment where Lorelai kind of says, you know, I'm being silly. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not appreciating this. I'm sorry. This is a really nice gesture. I think that and that's really when Emily is like, I. uh, yeah, yeah, I'm ready to fight. Like, yeah. Emily just goes right? for it. She's like, let me take these gloves off. Yeah. This, this Lorelai 
felt very much like the Lorelai at the beginning of this episode, and we didn't really talk about it. But when Lori invites Emily to come to Stars Hollow, Lorelai is straight up like, I'm busy. I can't be there. Mm-hmm. And then the conversation continues to where, well, you don't have to be there. And then Lorelai is like fishing, like, wait, why don't I need to be there? Why can't I yeah. be invited? Or it, it was just felt very confusing. And now we're here again at the end of, wait, why are you giving my daughter this bedroom? Like she has a bedroom. She doesn't need a bedroom. Well, it's like the golf episode and again with Richard. Yeah. Um, yeah. She wants to yeah, be that protective barrier between her and her parents. And mm-hmm. she's not realizing that she doesn't have to be that barrier. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't, she's time, not needed either. This time she steps yeah. down. Yeah. She's like, you're right. This is a good thing. I'm being silly. And then Emily takes her gloves off and throws a bunch. Yeah. yeah her comment yeah. about the walls around the bathtub, it's just so pointed and like, and I, I know that it comes from a place of pain, right? Yeah, like Emily hurt. was very hurt yeah. by it, mm-hmm. but ugh, come on. I need these women to step up and be this smart, you know, interesting women that they admit that they are a couple episodes ago well they go into this conversation like going into the next scene um rory and and lorelei have about do you think this will ever change how can you guys talk about it and it it felt so relatable you know because i've had issues with my own parents but like just that you want to change things but sometimes you just can't and that's the that's the realistic thing that happens is that sometimes fights just don't end or fights just don't get resolved and that's life Mm -hmm. so i get it i appreciate warlai in that conversation though because she doesn't necessarily toss anywhere no she just kind of says like we can't communicate well i say one thing i think i'm clear she hears something different Mm -hmm. and i i like that there's no blame assigned. It's not my mom's manipulative and doesn't listen. It was just like, we're different people and we don't communicate well. And that's kind of the crux of the whole relationship. Is It's just mm-hmm. that. I think that this conversation also between Lorelai and Rory is like a really great example of them having something that is beyond a mother-daughter bond. Because it truly sounds like a conversation between friends. Yeah, You know, Lorelai is very, very open very blunt Mm -hmm. it's it doesn't feel like the thing that your your mom would usually say to you Mm -hmm. um yeah but i just like it 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 makes them them i will say about the Lorelai emily fight though while emily's attacks are very pointed and like you said jess they they do come from a, a place of pain i do feel like what she said did need to be said Mm kind of similar to a couple episodes with Christopher's parents when Richard goes on his rant to Lorelai Mm -hmm. of this adds a lot of pent-up anger a lot of pent-up emotions like you just need to get it out and Emily I feel like obviously we don't know and we'll never know the full story of what happened when Lorelai was there but Emily is hurt yeah to know that your daughter would rather live like a hobo than under your own roof I mean that has to hurt yeah I don't know what she did to cause it. Emily and Richard are definitely picky. They're definitely manipulative. Mm -hmm. And they're definitely uh, strict. But they didn't seem abusive or uncaring. It didn't seem like they didn't love Lorelai. It's just, they were very particular people. And Lorelai was not that person. Yeah. And Lorelai explains that it wasn't about, you know, like, 
any of that. It was, I needed to be somewhere that was not here. Mm -hmm. And like, I liked Lorelai's response here. It was just very calm. It was very mature of just, she was trying not to fight. I know you're hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I watch everything with uh, captions, but when Emily leaves, the ca- captions say, like, voice breaking, excuse me. And I mean, that is an extremely emotional moment for Emily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's probably reliving those emotions when Lorelai was like, I'm out. I can't be here. Mm-hmm. That's hard. That's real harsh. Um... And then they go have dinner. Yeah, right? <laughs> we assume. <laughs> And uh, Rachel gets a drawer, uh, which yes. good for Rachel. Mm-hmm. She has a yeah. drawer now. She has like one hundredth of uh, Luke's apartment. Yep. Does anybody else feel like the if I throw an ice cream, can you get me half the closet comment? Like I know it was a joke, but I feel like it kind of it was a joke that wasn't a joke. Yeah. It again. It feels like those boundaries are like being pushed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Lorelai should not be the person who is making progress yeah. in your relationship with Luke. Right. And Rachel knows that. Boundaries can be pushed to, like, push relationships to the next level, but, like, they should be done between those two people. <laughs> yeah. Not, hey, will you come here and... It feels very high school. Yeah. Hey, will you come mm-hmm. talk to my boyfriend for me? <laughs> yeah. Guys, the coffee tastes different. It does. It's not <laughs> Well, we end the episode with Lorelai on a high note. Yeah. And Suki yeah. at the Dragonfly Inn. This decrepit ish. The Dragonfly looks a little small. Oh my gosh, it looks like, like a house. Floor looks like it's <laughs> yeah. narrower. It's so small. Okay, this, this is the Walton's house. If you guys ever watched oh, that. Oh, is it? From... Good night, John Boy. Tonight, yeah, it's so little. It's the oh, same wow. house. I didn't know that. But I feel like the dragonfly, the top floor, took up like most of the width of the bottom floor. And it looks like this one is like a whole chunk out. Architecture is coming back, sense. guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, but I I did make a comment when I was watching that like, you know, we're looking at this and the girls are sitting back from it. So Suki is messing around on the porch while uh, well, Lorelai so and Rory are sitting her. on a blanket. I am too, Suki. Why are you going into this house? She's, we're looking at this house and I just thought, this looks smaller than the Gilmore's, like the Gilmore girls' house. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like it's an inn. But I do, I love this scene. I love what this scene is. I love, like, it's the beginning of something that turns into, like, a multi-season project that these women are fighting so hard to achieve. Also just great to see Melissa getting to, like, be sweet and adorable and wonderful. Like, you can tell she's super excited. Outside of trying to force Rune yeah. onto somebody. <laughs> but, like, you can tell she's super excited, even in her criticisms. She's like, but I can fix that. Oh, yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. we can bring, we can make a bigger kitchen and all this stuff. Like, it's so exciting. But, yeah, I love this scene. It's such an iconic view, I think, of just having the girls mm-hmm. on the blanket, Suki going around. And, like you said, Jess, it doesn't get realized until season four, but we see that entire mm-hmm. like journey and it's so yeah. satisfying at the end. Yeah. Besides a couple things that happen at the end of season four, but you know, talking about the end, we're talking about the end. Yeah. It's great. I really love it. 
but yeah, that's yeah. the episode. Yeah. So we end on a high note, mm-hmm. which is nice. <laughs> Most of these yes. big end of season episodes kind of have a mixed mixed emotions. When yeah, you this off. was just a happy episode. I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of drama mm-hmm. in between, but like, no, nothing, nothing crazy. crazy. Guys, Towns Person of the Week. I'm very conflicted. Cause not because no one, like, everyone sucked or anything, but because there were yeah. actually a couple people that were really good, and I don't know who to give it to. What about you guys? I feel like Emily almost, in how much she loved Stars Hollow, it would make sense for mm-hmm. us to be, like, the Stars Hollow Honorary Town Person of the Week is Emily. But then... Yeah. She goes and she, like, loses us in the second half. Yeah. What about you, Emily? I, and this might, this might be controversial, um, I might go with Rachel. Because I feel like she's trying. And I, I know I said I think she's kind of jumping the gun here a little bit in, like, how quickly she's trying to push this relationship. But I think, I think all of her motives are pure. I think she's truly trying and I I really appreciate how much she sees Lorelai means to Luke and instead of getting mean about it or instead of being hurt by a relationship that she's not included in, she's like, Okay, well I'm gonna be included in it. I'm gonna become friends with this person who's very important to this person I care about. And I I like that because I don't feel like we see a whole lot of people outside of the main cast do that. Yeah. So my two people so um Lorelai, I think she. That, yeah, that's yeah, like she gave Rune a job. Like you know how hard it is to give yeah. Rune a job, um, and it was, yeah. and she lets him live in this the potting shed that she loves so much. Um, but also, she, you know, she didn't have the best start in the beginning, like you, like you said before, of like the little catty, petty. Um, oh, but I'm I'm not working. Like you can't come, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then later on, she does take it back. And she is like, you know. But then my second person is Rachel. Mostly because Rachel comes in and leaves within like four episodes. But her whole purpose was to yeah. basically show the dragonfly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and she yeah, did her purpose. <laughs> and we now have the dragonfly. Um. And to solidify that Lorelai is the perfect person for Luke because Lorelai and Rachel are the same yeah, person. Yeah, basically. And as of now, this is the only other serious relationship that Luke has had that we know about. Who do we think? I think Rachel would yeah. be a fine one to give it to. This is a pretty okay. solid Rachel episode, apart from like the slight manipulation. I think it's yeah. fair. I would give it to Rachel as well. Um, also, her curls are just like to die for. It's so sad when you look at this gorgeous actress's... Uh, filmography for imdb because yeah, she never did I, anything i, else, I told right? you she's in that really awful horror film about bugs right that's right, like right. one of the biggest things she's done um yeah so town person of the week is rachel congratulations rachel uh you're probably not gonna win it again because you only have like two <laughs> episodes left is she an actual towns person or is she an honorary towns person because i think that she's technically like a townie, I, but she's left. Jess, that is Schrodinger's cat right there. Is she a townie <laughs> or not? She is both. Yeah. She is both. I'm gonna go with a townie. Yeah. Okay, so she's an official townsperson of the yeah. week then. 
I'm going to say, because as of now, she is living in Stars That Hollow, is true. Even if it is a short mm-hmm. amount of time. One drawer is enough property. <laughs> but up next, we have Reference of the Week. We are going to talk about some gloomy, gloomy men. During <laughs> the Lane and Rory girl talk, they talk about uh, music that makes them feel gloomy, and Rory says she likes it, and they name a couple of artists, one of whom is Lou Reed. I had not heard of Lou Reed before, but for some reason that name stuck out to me. Uh, I have since listened to a couple Lou Reed songs. That is the gloomiest man on the planet. This man (laughs) exudes a sadness that is infectious in a bad way. I would say only listen to Lou Reed if you're having a really great day. A great day? Yeah, only listen to Lou Reed if you're having a really great day, because if you're really sad, it's just going to make it so much worse. Oh, yeah, it's going to make it worse. worse. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, And just a little bit of background on him. Uh, He is no longer with us, but he was an American musician, singer, songwriter, and poet. He was the guitarist, singer, and principal songwriter for the rock band The Velvet Underground, Mm -hmm. and had a solo career that spanned five decades. So he's a pretty prolific artist, or was a pretty prolific artist in his time. Uh, one of his solo albums was actually produced by David Bowie, and you could definitely tell oh. one of the songs I listened to was Perfect Day off of Transformer, which is that album. And it's definitely got a little Bowie flair if Bowie was, like, extremely, extremely sad. I cannot no. stress to you how sad this man is. So that is one of our gloomy, gloomy men. How about you, Emily? Okay, one of our other gloomy men, and I think this is the gloomy man that we we end up in as a Charlie Parker gloomy. So Charlie Parker was an American jazz saxophonist. Um, So he was alive from 1920 through 1955, and he was actually um, one of the leading figures of bebop. So just so we're clear, a form of jazz characterized by fast tempos, virtuosic technique, and advanced harmonies. Um, so basically just a new form of jazz mm-hmm. for that time. Um, his nickname was Bird or Yardbird. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got that early in his career when he was on the road with Jay McShann, uh, who I do not know who that is, <laughs> but it's, it's specifically mentioned him. <laughs> but he has quite a few titles. Um, he's Yardbird Suite, Ornithology, Bird Gets the Worm, Bird of Paradise, so Bird is included in a lot of his wow. um, a lot of his music. Charlie Parker was apparently an icon for the hipster subculture. Okay. Which I find I don't I would like to know why somebody. Um, and then also the beat generation personifying the jazz musician as an uncompromising artist and an intellectual rather than just an entertainer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, the original non-sellout. I was going to say, of it course. sounds like something uh, Ryan Gosling would have said in La La Land. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Sandra? Our yeah. last gloomy dude is um, Johnny Cash, which I feel like is a, it's a pretty well-known name. Um, mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. also passed away in 2003, which seems like a long time ago, but is, you know, within the last 20 years. Um, <laughs> Wikipedia literally says, Much of Cash's music contained themes of sorrow, moral tribulation, and redemption, especially in his later stages of career. He was literally known for sadness. 
the original emo. He was known for his deep, like, voice. But, and he was, uh, typically, he wore all black. Actually, maybe he was the original emo. Because he was known as the man in black. (laughs) Um... He was born in Arkansas, but he, like, rose to fame in Tennessee, as the country guys do. I recommend Hurt. Um, It is a cover by Nine Inch Nails. Um, Also a great song just by Nine Inch Nails, but the cover by Johnny Cash is one of the best songs I think I've ever listened to. It's insane. So I recommend that. I'm not really into, like, A Boy Named Sue or, like, uh, I Walk the Line. But a lot of people love those songs. They're very famous country songs. Uh, Ring of Fire, all of those songs. But if you do listen to one song, Mm -hmm. listen to Hurt. The first time I ever heard Hurt, I think, was Johnny Cash's Mm -hmm. version of it. And I don't think I can ever listen to Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, it's very different. Because Johnny Cash is just, that song is perfect. It is very sad, though. (laughs) I love his voice. He does have a very deep, melodic Mm -hmm. voice. It's very much like... um, Disturbed has an also beautiful song as well, which his voice is a very, very mm-hmm. unique voice. So basically, men with deep, deep singing voices appeal to me. Is I think what. Well, um, if you like uh, distinctive deadpan voices, Lou Reed's the one for you. Um, I'll look Cash is uh, one of the best-selling music artists of literally all time, and if you ever want to find out about his life, watch uh, Walk the Line. Reese Witherspoon was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix yep. does a fantastic job. So yeah, those were our sorrowful boys. <laughs> gloomy, gloomy guys. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of gloomy, gloomy guys, uh, I think Emily has some gloomy, gloomy books to talk about. Reading books with Emily. So books this week. Emily opens up the refrigerator in Lorelai and Rory's house and goes, oh my god, it's like the Grapes of Wrath in here. (laughs) This is our only book mention. So, The Grapes of Wrath is an American realist novel written by John Steinbeck. It was published in 1939. Sandra's shaking her head. I hate this book, I'm sorry. Continue. (laughs) It's okay. Um, This was published in 1939. The book won the National Book Award and a Pulitzer Prize for fiction, um, and it was cited prominently when John Steinbeck won a Nobel Prize in 1962. So it's set during the Great Depression and focuses on the Jodes, a poor family of tenant farmers driven from their Oklahoma home by hardships caused by the 1930s dust storms. Due to their nearly hopeless situation, and in part because they are trapped in the dust bowl, the Jodes set out for California along with a thousand of other Okies, because apparently that's what you call people from Oklahoma. Um, but they traveled there seeking jobs, land, dignity, and a future. On their journey, they encounter hardship, prejudice, and police intimidation. However, when they get there, things become worse. And I'm going to leave the summary at that. Just know that there's an entire chapter about a turtle and it's walking across the road. <laughs> And I've never hated a book so much in my life. But you know what? It won a Nobel Prize. (laughs) Because of this one chapter. So uh, maybe I'm just a bad judge of character of books. But uh, as a teenager reading this book, it was just not for me. So I'm glad you mentioned that as a teenager. 
So this book came out and caused a bit of a national uproar, like almost oh, really? immediately. So it was banned and burned oh, no. in public and debated over public radio in 1939. Oh, wow. It's so, like the year mm-hmm. it was released. It didn't like gain a father following. It wasn't a slow build. It was immediately like people hated this book. You loved or you hated it. There was there doesn't seem to be in between. The people who hated it labeled it as communist propaganda, and Steinbeck was called a propagandist and a socialist by literally all Let sides. Let me be clear: I do not hate it because like, of that. I hate it because it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I bet that that turtle was, like, a really important, powerful metaphor. Yeah, sure. It was. And he was very slow. (laughs) So, so in 1939, the book was banned in Kansas City, Missouri, and in Kern County, California. It was burned in, like, a whole public thing at the East St. Louis, Illinois Public Library. It was barred from the Buffalo, New York Public Library. All in 1939, so still the year it was published. It was banned in Ireland in 1953. In 1980, it was banned in Kanawha, Iowa at the high school. And in dozens of other high schools since then, up to 1993, people are continuously challenging this book being on on the high school curriculum. Mostly because of the biggest complaints seem to be that it takes the Lord's name in vain. Interesting. And it has problems. Interesting. Huh. You would think, well, you know what? I don't know. I went to a Catholic school and it was, it wasn't even like a topic of debate. No one like brought it up during the school board or anything. Um. No, I think it's just parents who have nothing yeah. more to complain about. Yeah. Literally looking yeah. for problems. Like, we read Harry Potter, too, I remember. Like, there was no, like, anything. Ooh, that's pretty progressive. A lot of, uh, I remember there was a lot of uh, backlash against Harry Potter from oh, yeah. religious people. Yeah. I, I remember that. Um, I never read Harry Potter for school, but, like, one of my teachers in fifth grade started a book club, and, like, that was the mm-hmm. book club. It's really interesting with these controversial slash banned books. Um Especially in America, mm-hmm. where it's like freedom and yeah, freedom and like we're promoting all of this, if it and then with yeah, saying. let's ban everything. Yeah, cool. I wasn't expecting a ban so, conversation, <laughs> right? It's a very unique history. So that was the Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. There is a torturous chapter yep. with a turtle, <laughs> and after books, we have Fashion with Jess. Welcome to Jess's Fashion Corner. Yet another episode that spans an entire week, so we got a lot of clothes and not a lot of time. Our first Friday night dinner, uh, Emily is in kind of like a pistachio green little outfit. Lorelai is, you won't believe it, wearing blue. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's got kind of a more casual look. She's got a lighter blue button-up shirt over a very, like, crystal kind of camisole, I'm guessing, underneath. And Rory actually has an interesting little outfit on. She has a blouse that has red and black kind of leaves, but it's got a cold shoulder. Actually, I really like her dress. I just don't like the... The red one? 
Yeah, I just don't like the like the buttons. Like I wish it was a scoop neck. Um, but yeah. like actually, I, I like the dress. Yeah. No, I think I think it's a really fun divergence from what we usually mm-hmm. see her in. Um, and also, she's always got her cute little hair with a little red band that matches the rest of the outfit, which I think is all very fun. When we go to the diner, we see Rachel, and she is wearing a purple top, which is a V-neck, um, and it's like a very thick rib knit, so like very, very defined ribs on it. Um, and what I referred to as light mom jeans, Rachel's jeans would be yeah. super in right now. She looked great. Actually, when I was watching this... Um, I really mm-hmm. wanted to ask you guys, are you guys light jean people or dark jean people? Like, do you wear yeah, light we jeans? really never see each other's legs, to be or honest. <laughs> How do we feel about sweats? I mean, sweats are viable. I would say I'm usually a darker jean person, mm-hmm. but I do like the lighter jean, like baggier fit, kind of like throwback vibe. I'm not into it. I mean, like on other people, I think it looks good. Just on me, I'm like, I need dark. I, I'm an emo girl at heart, so. <laughs> I like my black and gray jeans, most of which are grungy and have holes in them. Or, like, if they don't Fair. have holes, like, the cuffs are frayed. I do have a pair of just, like, mid-wash American Eagle jeans that mm-hmm. I wear to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this is quite a look yeah. on Rachel. I've loved the light stone wash for a mm-hmm. long time, though. And I mean, I don't, like, love the the top on Rachel, but I do like the jeans. Uh, Rory's in a blue sweater, and Lorelai is, of course, in a leather jacket with a gray button-up print shirt that we don't get a better look at until she's at work. Um, it looks like it just has some kind of, like, wording or lettering on it. It says but London. But later, without it. It does. It says London, and I think yeah. it says other... I think it says other locations as well. That's and it's it. like a newspaper print. It's kind of, you know, oh, again, right. it's very 2000s. It says Tokyo it's and weird. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a bunch of locations and newspapers. I thought it just newspapers. said London. Yeah. I thought it was more of like a graffiti print. It kind of looks like graffiti graffiti, but just kind of like a, yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's a very print blouse, um, and she's wearing it. When we get our day out with Emily, the star of Emily in Wonderland, Emily shows up. Oh, actually, let me jump backwards because Emily already mentioned it. Okay, too many Emilys. Our Emily already mentioned Suki's blue crochet bandana, yeah. um, which is so cute. I We've seen a couple of crochet bandanas so far this season. I think they're so fun. I think that they would totally make a cool comeback with the cottage core thing that's going on right now. Anyway, Emily uh, shows up in a gray and blue uh, with, like, a subtle plaid blazer skirt set. And I think she looks so pretty. I think it's a great look on her. I think she's adorable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of love the shoes with it. Obviously, it's not what Emily would have chosen for herself. I was going to say, heels or tennis shoes? Okay, I love the tennis shoes with it. Sneakers. Because they're jogging shoes is what they said. Did they say jogging shoes? Oh my gosh, that wasn't even one of our options on our our athletic shoe debate. (laughs) But I just think it's cute. I think her little Clydesdale white shoes make a whole complete statement. I think it's fun. But look how young she looks. Like, picture pilot Emily versus this Emily. And, like, pilot Mm -hmm. Emily has, like, 20 years on this woman. 
Right? Pilot Emily could be this woman's yeah. mother. <laughs> like, I don't know what they were thinking in, pilot, in the pilot, but continue. Jumping forward, we kind of see people in the same outfits because we pop back and forth for a little bit. Uh, the next time we get new outfits, we have Lorelai in kind of a red paisley print top with a tie. I, I've heard this tie referred to as like a pussy bow. I'm not sure if that is the correct term or if there's a different terminology for that where you have those long strips that come off the collar and you can either tie them or leave them. It reminds me, or that type reminds me of her dress in the early the purple one. episode that had that yeah. kind of tie around the neck. Yeah. It is similar, yeah. Similar, which I, I do love that dress. And she's it's wearing a beret, which is really yeah. cute. I think we which all. Which is like a Rory thing, right? Rory's the one with the berets. Or, like, the tied back hair. Oh, you don't usually see Lorelai mm, wearing yeah. that. Um, and she does wear that top under a denim blazer. And we see Rachel in kind of, like, a purplish-reddish top with some tan pants. I just thought the outfit was kind of blah, skipped over it. We see our ladies in their black leather jackets, the twins being twins, having a great <laughs> time, hanging out at the inn. Uh, jumping forward to girl time with Rory and Lane. I've already pointed out, but again, I love her French braid. She has the most gorgeous bone structure. It's just so pretty on her face. It makes me wish they'd pull her hair back more often. Um, and she is wearing a red turtleneck. And as we also already pointed out, Lane looks nice and fresh and young and like a teenager in this mm -hmm. sky blue shirt with kind of an embroidered bodice. It's very colorful. It's very fun. It's just nice to see Lane in something that doesn't make her look like a waiter. Um, one of my notes is that Luke doesn't make his own gravy. Apparently okay. that was important to me. <laughs> <laughs> he must have had jars of gravy in the back. Um, and then, okay, so the next time that we see people in new outfits again, it's at our next Friday night dinner, where we see Emily actually being an outfit repeater. She rewears a blue and black with gold buttons outfit that we've seen on her at least once before but as I've said before I do really appreciate when we see repeated outfits because it makes them real people mm -hmm. nobody has brand yeah. new outfits every single day for the entirety of seven years and so it's nice to see reusing the same jackets reusing the same nice outfits if anybody in the show would never repeat an outfit it would be yeah, yeah. absolutely so it is interesting to see her rewear something we see Rory in a long black dress that's kind of got embroidery on it. Uh, and Lorelai is in a purple wrap top with a purple geometric skirt or like kind of like a, the skirt is two different colors. And I love that look on her. I think it's super fresh and I just, I love the colors too. I don't know why that dress gave me such rom-com vibes. Like you could just yeah. see her like uh, being in a romantic comedy wearing that dress. I could see it. Yeah. I could totally see it. Yeah. Anyway, wrapping up, we're back at the dragonfly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Suki is in a purple and white paisley maxi dress with a long cardigan. Lorelai is what, in what I call her Luke cosplay, which is a gray plaid with rhinestones over a green t-shirt and jeans. And Rory is in dark blue pants with a green turtleneck sweater. And I think they all look like they're having a fun little evening out. Uh, I think Suki looks mm -hmm. gorgeous. Mm -hmm. She just looks stunning, as always. I love Melissa. 
but yeah, I think for as much fashion as there was in this episode, absolutely nothing stood out to me. It was kind of blah. If I was going to steal anything from the episode, it would be either Rachel's jeans or Lorelai's purple wrap top. I thought that was just really cute. Honestly, the two might go together in kind of like a funky way. Add some Doc Martens, you know what I'm saying? Um, nobody was worse dressed. I really didn't like Rachel's v-neck purple ribbed shirt, but it wasn't enough for me to like say she was the worst. Not even Lane's, Lane's pink shirt that made her look like a caterer. I mean, but like if it had been two buttons unbuttoned, then it would look like every other outfit yeah, we've seen true. Lane in. I do have know? a, I have an yeah. item of clothing that I would burn. Not necessarily because oh. it's bad, but oh. I just feel like it's a insult to humanity. And that is Lorelai's last shirt. Um, that blue cosplay. The, yes, the, the rhinestone plaid. <laughs> plaid shirt is just not good. She's a rhinestone cowboy. She really likes rhinestones. Yeah, um, yeah no, that's apparent. More than anybody yeah. should. <laughs> Luckily, I think we see her move away from that as time goes on. She does get a little bit more tasteful in her clothing selections. It's a weird juxtaposition of styles, rhinestone and plaid, but... <laughs> without the rhinestone yeah no without totally. it it looks like a perfectly normal shirt from it's far just... away yeah it's a cute shirt and then you get up close and you're like no lorelei step away from the bedazzler <laughs> and now you understand emily's like nothing that purrs please <laughs> yes exactly i will say there is an outfit i would or well an article of clothing that i would oh, steal yeah. so you said this was just kind of a blah outfit and that's fine but rachel's like pinkish purplish fuchsia color yeah like henley almost top that she's wearing mm-hmm. it just looks so comfy and i love henley type tops and it's not like a true henley i think the buttons go down a little too yeah. far but like it just looks like a comfy cute slightly form-fitting but not being too tight kind of top i would totally wear that but yeah that was fashion we are almost at the end of season one i cannot tell you guys how excited i am for a refresh for season two get some fresh clothes on these girls <laughs> Yeah, that was fashion, and after fashion, we have Stars Hollow Speaks, and we are super fortunate to be continuing to get really great comments and ratings and messages from you guys, and we really appreciate all of them. Yeah, so um, a couple weeks ago, we actually got an email from Rowan, who, by the way, I love your name, love it. Um, but she emailed us and she was like, first of all, you guys are the best Gilmore Girl podcast, which thank you very much. Um, I've been searching for so long for a good one and yours is exactly the vibe. But okay, so she actually talks about Christopher's return, the episode. And, um, she says that she never understood why Lorelai didn't tell Luke that an emergency did happen. And this is in reference to when she accidentally misses the paint date. And Luke realizes right away that she's with him. She was with another man, Christopher. Um, she could have mm-hmm. definitely told him that it was an actual emergency. Um, she didn't miss painting because she slept with Christopher. She missed it because the entire dinner blew up. She slept with Christopher because yeah. the dinner went so wrong. But honestly, she would have missed out on painting anyways, because there was no way they were just going to waltz out the house. And then she's going to paint. I completely agree. Um, you have such a good point there. She says that she's so passionate about mm-hmm. defending Lorelai, and I just feel people really misinterpret this scene. I agree. I think that uh, Lorelai kind of shot herself in the foot there. It, there mm-hmm. wasn't an emergency, and she could have said, "Yeah, it. yeah." 
Yeah. But thank you, Rowan. I wholly agree with that. For um, emailing us. Thank you. And we reached out on Instagram today to see if anybody had thoughts about this particular episode. And Taisha had a few thoughts. She said, can we just say how iconic the friendship between Emily and Mrs. Kim could have been? Holy moly, that chemistry. Yes. So good. And I loved how Emily had so much fun in Stars Hollow with Rory. It was sweet how Rory wanted to show Emily the tool shed where they lived. But of course, it was going to upset your grandmother, sweetie. I really felt for Emily in that moment. Yeah. Same, Tasha. I feel like we said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What a roller coaster for Emily. It was definitely a, a slap in the face moment for Emily. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then last for this episode, we also heard from Kendra on Instagram as well. So she goes, I wonder if the reason Lorelai never really encountered Rachel was because of their age. Five to six years earlier, Lorelai was in her 20s, and I think Luke was too. Maybe he's a bit older. If I recall correctly, Rachel said at one point that she was there when Luke opened up the diner. So Luke was maybe not even a thing until the tail end of his relationship with Rachel, assuming he didn't open it in his early 20s. So Luke was just a regular townsperson, not a business owner, for much of his time with Rachel. In which case, it would make sense that they never really ran into Lorelai. Also assuming... Lorelai did not spend a whole lot of time at the hardware store before it was Luke's, which I agree with most of that. Um, I feel like the timeline is just really kind of out of Mm. whack. It's hard to really place. Um, There are also people that come in in the future that say the same thing of, I was here when you opened this place. Um, So I just don't think they can keep the timeline straight and nobody really knows. But <laughs> Luke's many girlfriends who were there for the opening. It was just Luke and all his girlfriends. That I, was the I really opening think party. Yeah. ASP really liked the fact that Luke had an ex-girlfriend, but then she just couldn't keep the same ex-girlfriend. So she just made like mm-hmm. three of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you, Kendra. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Kendra, so much for writing in. Um, oh, and also... Yeah. I have to give a quick shout out to Carrie. Carrie hasn't been able to write into us about her thoughts because she hurt her wrist. So we hope you are recovering well. But she and I have been talking a little bit about Love Island. No spoilers. I'm not done yet. I live in the United States. Please respect me. But thank you again to everybody who wrote in to us, who left comments. We've also gotten new ratings on Apple Podcasts, which is awesome. So thank you. Please keep it up. Uh, we're almost to the end of this season, which is huge. Kind of can't yeah. believe it. Yes. And we're doing it for you guys. And so yeah. we're really glad that you're enjoying it. Um, so to cap off this episode, we're going to talk about coffee, as we do. This was a coffee-heavy episode, guys. Uh, Rory Ooh. had two cups of coffee. I believe it is. Wow. Yeah. Rory had two cups of coffee, but Lorelai had five cups of coffee throughout this episode. So, you know, she... Wow. She drank a Luke's many time. She did go to um, the inn and drank there. And I mean, she needed it because of Rune. Um, and then at oh, the God, end, the yeah. coffee tasted differently. So is it possible we're going to get less coffee? Tune in. Ooh. Why not next time? <laughs> I doubt it. We know you guys are just here for the coffee. Yeah, just basically that. That's it. Yes. I mean, what else could you want? This has been Emily in Wonderland. And I really like this episode. I already told you guys. Um, I hope you guys like this episode. Yeah, it's fun and cozy. I gotta say, Sandra, when you started saying that, I really thought you were gonna say, 
this has been Emily. And I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> I am suddenly Emily. <laughs> We're all changing names. <laughs> this is Jess. <laughs> but in reality, I have been Jess. And I have been Sandra. And this is the other Emily. One of the Emilies. We have a lot of Emilies. One of the Emilies. What's going to happen next season with Jess? I don't know. Emily, Emily, Jess, Jess. I'm just going to proclaim my Emily love for one, Jess Emily every two. time. And you're going to be like, is she, is she talking to me? Ah, shucks. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Um, and we hope you enjoyed. Bye. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Hey, this is Jess. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you'd like to reach out, you can do so by email at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. That's townmeetingpod at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at townmeetingpod.